Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. So today on the show, we have Mary Smith, and Mary is a licensed educational sign language interpreter, and we're so excited to talk with her a little bit about baby sign and a little bit about her background and recommendations, especially if you're implementing sign language with one of your clients or parents that are implementing it with their little ones. Mary, thank you so much for being on here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Can we just start by having you tell us a little about yourself and your background and just who you are? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Mary Smith. I have a degree in deaf studies and I studied American Sign Language in college and became fluent. Then I became a sign language interpreter. I also was very interested in deaf education and I had a concentration in pre-deaf education. So I know a lot about deaf kids and also about sign language. Um, When my daughter was born, I knew that I wanted to teach her sign language, but I kind of put it off for a little bit. And then I started noticing that she was getting so frustrated because she wasn't talking yet. And at around 10 months old, I finally decided I was going to get more consistent with her on it. And then I did. And I just saw all of the benefits of using sign language for that early communication. So... I just took note of everything that I did and fast forward a couple of years, I started teaching baby sign language to other families with hearing kids to help them out with early communication. And it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. I love that. I can relate. I have an 18 month old and we started around the same time and it has helped immensely. And I feel like he's caught on relatively quickly. Um, which has been wonderful. So I guess, can you just start by talking a little bit about the importance of implementing baby sign and kind of when the best time to start using it would be? Well, the best time to start using it, I always tell parents, is the time when they feel ready. So some parents know before their baby is born that they want to use signs. And then as soon as baby is born, they start using signs. And that's great. But for most of us, I know that I went through this, the newborn phase was really, really tough. And I just didn't want to add one more thing onto my plate. So I always tell parents, language learning can happen at any time. Language learning can happen from birth. So there's no reason to put it off until a certain time if you feel ready. But if you're not ready, that's totally okay. You can wait until your baby is a little bit older and you're feeling a little more ready for it. The fact is that the earlier you start, likely the earlier that your baby will start signing to you. But if parents wait until, you know, 12 to 18 months, usually babies will start picking it up much faster at that age. But it's so beneficial for babies whenever they are using it before they have that ability to talk. So as you know, 
it's a lot easier for them to use their hands to tell us what they want and need rather than pronounce the words. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell parents to start a little bit earlier because then it helps to bridge that communication gap between the time when babies know what they want and need, but they're not able to pronounce the words to tell us yet. So the reason that using sign language from that really early age is beneficial is because it gives them the opportunity to communicate with us what they want and need. So it reduces a lot of those frustrations that happen from those early temper tantrums that are based in lack of communication. Mm -hmm. So it gives babies a way to communicate during that time. So they feel less frustrated then we're less frustrated because we know what they want and need. We're able to work as a team with our child to get that need met for them. And everybody is a whole lot happier. So it leads to a happier home earlier bonding with your child. It's early language development because signs count as words. So I could talk about the benefits of baby sign language all day, but those are just a few of the biggest ones. I love it. And I think that's such good advice of starting when the parent is ready, because you're right. I, my sister has had a couple kids close together and, um, that's exactly what she says is that sometimes it's just not possible to work on it. Like her hands are so full. She just can't yet. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she was able to with her first and she picked onto it really, really quickly. And, um, she'll probably start with her second, but it's really, it's, so huge, I think, to let parents kind of be the deciding factor of when it kind of takes the pressure off of them in that way too. Um, just as soon as you're ready, we know you have a lot going on. So I think that's really good advice. Um, how would you introduce sign, I guess would be the next step in this is how would you introduce sign to a baby? And then also going off of that, um, how would you introduce it to a toddler? Cause I know Rachel and I, um, as SLPs, sometimes we get kids who are late talkers or who don't have words yet. And, um, we want to introduce sign because they don't have any other form of communication yet. So I don't know if it's different for you or, um, if you have the same introduction to sign. Mm -hmm. So how you introduce signs to be a babies or toddlers, super simple. What you need to do is you just need to start using signs whenever you're using those words. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure that SLPs say the same thing. So just weaving it into your daily routine. So parents will often ask me, do I need to carve out a specific time each day, like 10 minutes a day to do it? No, you don't need to carve out a specific time. All you need to do is whenever you are using those words, if you know the signs, then use the signs. The thing about using signs is that it makes us more intentional in our speech with our kids. So whenever parents are using signs, they're looking at their kids, they're making eye contact, and they're also emphasizing those words. So it's important for parents to use that parentese emphasize the word, give it a little bit of a higher pitch and use the sign with it. And doing all of that combined is really going to draw baby's attention to that word so that they are not only likely to learn the sign for it, but also likely to learn the word a lot faster. I do have other tips for how parents can implement signs. 
Um, it is quite a lot of info, but I have a free PDF actually. So mm -hmm. if um, parents wanted to find that or SLPs wanted to find that, it is on signngrow.com. That's S-I-G-N-N-G-R-O-W.com backslash newsletter. So whenever you sign up for the Sign and Grow newsletter, you get a copy of my free PDF and it's called Five Secrets of Baby Sign Language. And it's five things to do whenever you're signing to help babies and toddlers learn those signs and learn the, that vocabulary as fast as possible. So I gave you, I gave you two of those, which was to speak while signing, also emphasizing the word, and then also just being as consistent as possible whenever you know that sign for the word that you're speaking. So yeah. those are two out of five, but there's a whole lot more where that came from. That's great. <clears throat> and we'll make sure that we link that in the episode details so that our listeners can find that. Cause that sounds like an amazing resource. Thank you. Definitely. So I guess kind of going off of that, what are the top signs that you would recommend parents starting with? So there are a few different categories of signs, really depending on a child's age. So for little, little babies, of course, teaching the sign for milk is such an important one so that they can let us know when they're hungry. Other important ones, if your baby has started solids, would be the signs for food, more, and all done. All of these are going to help out with meal times, and a lot of parents do start at meal times. I also recommend that parents use signs for their baby or toddler's interests. So, for example, if you have a toddler and their favorite toy is a ball, then learn the sign for ball and use that in that intentional communication with your child because they're so much more likely to learn words for things that are in, they're interested in and just weaving signs into fun activities that your baby really loves to do. So if your baby is all about book reading and their favorite toys are pretty much their books, then learn some signs for the maybe some of the objects or verbs in their favorite book. If your baby's favorite activity is playing outside, then maybe learn the sign for grass slide. Maybe if they love going up and down the slide, learn the sign for again or all done. So using signs that are going to tie in to things that your child is very interested in is really going to get those results a lot faster. But really the starter signs that I tell parents if they want to start right now and they have a little, little baby are milk, more, all done, food. Those are the basics. <laughs> yeah. And those function words. Um, I know Rachel and I have talked about that before too, like more and all done open. Um, those really words that can be used in different activities too. Um, once they're starting to learn those signs, I think are really effective. So that's what we started with for Henry, for my son was more and all done. And then we kind of branched off from there. Um, and he knows a ton now eat potty, but he's a really big fan of cookies. I've posted a couple <laughs> of videos of him saying cookies. So we taught him cookie. So now he'll say more cookie or he'll say eat cookie. And it's so cute. So fun. I love that. Yeah. And so I think Mary, for us, for, um, talking with parents, especially when we start to implement or when we want to implement sign, especially with a toddler, I think we get a lot of not necessarily pushback, but questions 
because they think that it will limit verbal language or verbal communication, and they don't want sign to replace that verbal output. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the link between baby sign and verbal language and how you would answer if a parent would say something like that? Absolutely. This was something that was so important to me when I was starting my company, Sign and Grow Baby Sign Language, because I wanted to make sure that the research supported what I was doing here. And I didn't want to cause any language delays for hearing kids. Mm -hmm. So here is what the research says. And this is the research in regards to hearing children who are using sign language. The research says that sign language does not cause a speech delay. So again, sign language does not cause a speech delay. Some studies have found that sign language has accelerated speech. Mm -hmm. Other studies have found that sign language has had no effect one way or the other. So as far as whether it accelerates speech or not, the jury is still kind of out on that. So some support it, some say no difference whatsoever, but it has been definitively proven that sign language does not cause a delay in speech. So we need a little bit more research to see whether or not it accelerates speech. But what I tell parents again is to use signs in the most intentional way possible. And as long as you're using them intentionally, emphasizing those words, using parentese, drawing baby's attention to your face, to your mouth, to your hands, then that's going to help accelerate speech. And really what I've seen by using these methods with all of the families that I've taught and also with myself is that it really has helped get the speech going a lot faster, particularly for those words that baby is signing, they pick them up faster. Definitely. I feel like that's such an important point to make because like Claire said, I've at least been met with not like, not they're just like disagreeing, I guess, or a little bit hesitant. And maybe that's because they don't know, but so frequently parents are afraid that they're just going to rely on sign as opposed to verbal expression. And unfortunately that is something that um, a lot of pediatricians think too. And mm -hmm. pediatricians know so much and are so knowledgeable and it's impossible for one individual to be knowledgeable about every single thing that's out there. So I understand why that gap happens where pediatricians are unaware about sign language because it's just something so specific, mm -hmm. but hopefully over time pediatricians will be more aware. But I would say that at this point, most are aware that signs count as words. So signs are part of a baby's word count because they are words from a real language. Mm -hmm. So words are not only spoken, words can be seen too. And that is something that some people just have, um, ju just don't realize quite mm -hmm. yet is that if you, they think that if you can't hear it, then it's not a word, <laughs> but signs are words. So they are part of a child's word count. So some, mm -hmm. some pediatricians will tell parents, don't use the signs, it'll delay their speech just because they don't know. But the mm -hmm. fact is that it doesn't delay speech, so. Yeah, that's such a good point to make about the word count because I think that's just something that's misunderstood. Um, and in the speech world, especially, we're trying to make it a little more understood, but I love that, that's a great point. 
So I guess just to um, wrap this amazing conversation up, because I feel like this is going to be so helpful for our um, listeners, both as SLPs and parents, can you just talk a little bit about the differences between baby sign and American Sign Language as a whole? Yes, absolutely. So when I say baby sign language, I'm not talking about an actual language. I know that's confusing because I was just saying signs are part of a real language. So American Sign Language is a real language. It's used by the deaf community here in the U.S. and in most of Canada. So American Sign Language is the language that is used by a real group of people who belong to a real culture, which is deaf culture here in the U.S. However, what I call baby sign language are signs that we take from ASL that are applicable to babies' everyday life. So for example, sometimes I'll get messages, um, hey, what's the sign for coffee? I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that's not applicable to babies' everyday life, most likely. <laughs> so, you know, I don't count that in with like the baby signs that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to teach signs that are applicable to your baby's everyday life. And that is what I call baby sign language. And it's the concept of using sign language for early communication with hearing babies to help them bridge that communication gap. I'm sorry, you guys. It's okay. Really, really loud. It's okay. It's my child was just squeaking in the background. So no, I was going like, to say, I see both of you or I hear both of your babies and children in the background. And it's so funny because I'm like, oh, which one is it? Do you need me it's to totally fine. What saying, should I like say it again? Should no, we, no, no like, way. Screaming her head off now. Mom so. life. We have been there. Henry has made numerous vocal appearances in lots of episodes. Yes. We uh, I don't even know. I was, I was like barely even paying attention to what I was saying. Cause I was <laughs> thinking, oh my God, she's being so loud. Right now. <laughs> no. Oh um, my gosh. No, it's okay. So that was perfect. That's a better, I think, understanding for, um, SLPs and parents is that baby sign is kind of like a smaller subcategory then of ASL with um, signs that would specifically apply to their everyday lives. Is that a good way to kind of sum that up? Yeah. And you know, some, a lot of baby sign language programs do teach um, made up signs. Mm -hmm. I don't teach that because I don't think that it's appropriate to make up words in any language and say that it's part of that language. Yeah. I urge parents whenever they are going to make up something to call it a gesture. And there's nothing wrong with parents or SLPs making up gestures that would make their life easier if they can't find a sign for something. Mm -hmm. However, we don't call it signs because once you call it a sign, you're tying it to sign language and to the community that it comes from. Right. And I think that's a very important differentiation to have and to know and be able to communicate with parents when you're teaching this. So that's great. And I think this is all we have for you. I know, Mary, I know um, your kids are ready to see you probably. It sounds like. <laughs> yes, yes, sorry about that. <laughs> no, oh, don't be sorry. No, this is, I mean, that's real life. And yeah, like Rachel said that's mom life. So yeah. we, do not, we do not care one bit, but um, where can our listeners find you? I know you're on Instagram and um, go ahead and give your spiel where they can find you. 
Yes. So I am, I'm the most present on Instagram. So my handle is at sign n grow. So it's not sign and grow. It's sign the letter N grow, sign and grow. And um, that's where you can find me. I have lots of reels, lots of highlights. I have so much information on there. So definitely you really do. It's fantastic. <laughs> Especially the real live videos. We videos, yes. So helpful. So definitely check that out. Absolutely. And if parents have any questions or SLPs have any questions, please feel free to shoot me a message. I'm always happy to chat and to help. Or you can email me at hello at signandgrow.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mary. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions, or if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.